2: This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. I'm Jesse Maiko. Today we'll discuss the Texas church shooting, the leaked Paradise Papers, and we'll hear from Vice producer Alan Otto on his documentary series, Russian Road Trip. It's Tuesday, November 7th. In the northeast region of Kazakhstan, near the Russian border, sits a stretch of land where the Soviet Union spent years testing the atomic bomb. During the Cold War, the government conducted more than 400 nuclear tests at a compound known as the Polygon in Semipolatinsk, a city 200,000 people called home. Vice took a road trip through Russia and into Kazakhstan to visit the Polygon and meet the people who still live in Semipolatinsk, despite its nuclear contamination and health risks.
0: My grandfather grew up here, and. He remembers how all of a sudden they would hear this blast and all of their classroom window, windows, the glass would just shake and break and nobody even knew what was really happening. And then in the 60s, my great grandmother, his mom got really sick. She got
2: leukemia and she died very fast. Here's producer Alan Otto talking with Vice Executive Editor Dori Carr-Harris about the documentary series called Russian Road Trip. So what is Russian Road Trip
1: all about? Russian Road Trip is a series that chronicles our 30-day journey as we traveled from um, Russia to Kazakhstan, which is the home of kind of a former nuclear testing site. So there's three episodes in the series total, the first episode is kind of our initial landing in Russia and the initial tensions that we've felt, um, where we go to a nationalist rally and meet with some very pro-Putin individuals. And then the second episode, um, we kind of continue driving through Siberia, um, where we meet with Konstantin, a guy who's kind of started his own little utopian eco-village in the woods, That kind of serves as an alternative to what would life be like if there was a total nuclear disaster. And then along the way, we went to an antler farm and looked into some herbal remedies for radiation at a antler blood spa. So in the third episode, we make our way into Kazakhstan and go to this former nuclear testing site called the Polygon. Tell me a little
0: bit more about the site.
1: I mean, it was a military testing facility, so they had barracks there, you know, they had soldiers stationed there, they had planes coming in and out all the time. And what they were doing there is they were testing their nuclear weapons, so they just detonate them. Today, it's pretty much, um, there's a few people still kind of living in the area, but the military site is totally broken down, so it's kind of just non-existent.
0: And are there still threats in terms of some of that material having seeped into the ground or the water um, that could cause kind of problems for people living in that area?
1: Um, right now, there's no no real effect anymore. But if you're exposed to a lot of radiation, it goes through your genetics. And basically, radiation like destroys your DNA. So then it destroys the DNA for those family lines. So there's kids still being born with the effects of radiation. Um, because of these kind of initial incidents and exposure.
0: And so it was a politically charged trip, but it was also a cultural trip. What were some of the, you know, surprising or interesting things that people showed you or told you about that you weren't expecting?
1: I mean, the whole trip was pretty unexpected. Like, antler blood, that was a crazy thing.
0: Yeah, tell me a little bit about what antler blood
1: is. They mix it with a drink, and it's supposed to help fertility and can maybe help with radiation. It's kind of like a old, ancient, you know, Eastern medicine. So what we went to is we went to this kind of resort spa area where they really kind of specialize in people who want to go there and get antler blood treatments.
0: And what is an antler blood treatment?
1: I mean, you can take a bath in it, and then they have like the drinks that they mix. The ones that we had were mixed with some sort of alcohol
0: basically like a blood and alcohol cocktail.
1: Yeah. It's a bloody, bloody man.
0: (laughs) So what did that cocktail of antler blood and alcohol taste like?
1: It was a little bit gooey um, and very dense. And it was hard to tell whether there was like a psychoactive effect, or whether we were all just feeling an adrenaline rush afterwards because we felt crazy.
0: <laughs> so what was the, the most challenging thing about making this documentary?
1: So we were, we were followed by Russian officials throughout the entire trip and kind of monitored very closely. It was a director, a showrunner, and a producer myself, and then the three hosts mm-hmm. and one camera guy, one sound person. It's not a lot. Like, we're moving our own bags. We're doing all of our own stuff were hiking miles to Constantine in the woods. It was a v- pretty extreme situation. I think it's probably one of the wildest shoots that Vice has ever done.
2: To watch the full documentary series called Russian Road Trip, go to vice.com. And here are the headlines. On Sunday, at least 26 people were killed and another 20 wounded when a gunman opened fire at the First Baptist Church in the small Texas town of Sutherland Springs. Officials have identified the shooter as 26-year-old Devin Patrick Kelly. He was armed with a military-grade assault rifle. After Kelly left the church, he and a local resident exchanged gunfire before the shooter got into his vehicle. He was then pursued by two citizens and eventually drove off the road. Johnny Langendorf was one of the men to pursue the shooter.
1: I was at an intersection, and I saw the, I saw the firefight between um, the shooter of the church and a neighbor, a resident here in, in town. Um, after the firefight, the, the shooter took off, and the neighbor came over, jumped in my truck, and said, he just shot at the church, and said, we have to get him. I said, let's go, and that's what we did.
2: Kelly was found dead in his vehicle several miles from the church. Police are unclear if he died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound or from a bullet from the local resident. The shooter had served in the Air Force at a base in New Mexico, but was court-martialed for domestic violence against his wife and child. He was sentenced to 12 months confinement and, in 2014, received a bad conduct discharge.
1: And One, one thing uh, everybody wants to know is why did this happen. It's a, a, a senseless crime, but we can tell you that there was a domestic situation going on within this family. Um, the suspect's mother-in-law attended this church. Uh, we know that he had made threatening texts from him. And, uh, and, and we, we can't go into details about that domestic uh, situation that is, is continuing to be vetted and thoroughly investigated. That was
2: Commander Freeman Martin of the Texas Department of Public Safety. The dead included eight relatives spanning three generations in a single family. As many as 14 children and a pregnant woman were killed, and the victims ranged from 18 months to 77 years of age. This is the deadliest mass shooting in the state's history. And... A vast new leak of 13.4 million financial documents, dubbed the Paradise Papers, have been published by the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists. These papers expose the secret offshore banking activities of the ultra-wealthy and powerful, including the Queen of England and more than 120 politicians from around the world. Also included in the leak are documents connecting President Trump's appointed US Commerce Secretary, Wilbur Ross, to a shipping company that does business with Russian President Vladimir Putin's son-in-law. Alright, that's it for now thanks for listening for more news and culture check out vice.com and tune in again tomorrow for another vice guide to right now